Thank you, sister. That was an awesome, awesome hymn there, song. I know, you know, the Lord just kind of brings things together sometimes, uh, from the messages to the music and everything. And Sunday school lesson, if you're here for that this morning, uh, goes with the music uh, this morning and goes with the message this morning, and we didn't coordinate any of that. So praise the Lord. So pay attention this morning. I think the Lord's trying to tell us something. Amen. Amen. Well, turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel. We'll be in uh, Samuel uh, this morning, 1 Samuel uh, 17. Verse 45 through 46, that'll be kind of the main text there. We're kind of going to look at 15 through 17, but 1 Samuel 17 is where we'll start. Just a reminder, I keep pastor in prayer this morning. He's visiting family, uh, time of refreshment there for him and relaxation. And I just pray uh, and continue to pray for when he does come, uh, for safety, for travel for him and for the Chavezes and others that might be out. Uh, just continue to be mindful of those that are traveling. I was privileged to be able to speak to you for the last Wednesday night service of 2020. I'm certainly glad that's over, amen? <laughs> Not the service, right? <laughs> the year. <laughs> We're glad that 2020 is done. It's behind us, praise the Lord. Uh, but I'm privileged now to be able to talk to you again this morning for the first Sunday service, or actually the second, but on the first Sunday uh, of the year. Uh, praise the Lord uh, for this opportunity. But I do want to thank those that uh, came out to the watch night service that took time to uh, make some food and we had some fellowship, had some games and things. So I just want to say thank you to those uh, that were here for that, that helped set up and, and those kinds of things. I need to mention also that uh, Danny is our ping pong champion. I think she was here this morning service, so she's our next ping pong champion there. I think Levi uh, gave, gave her a run for, for her money there in the, the first part. Uh, so he's doing, he's coming up, he's up and coming ping pong star here. So <laughs> he's one to watch. So uh, I praise the Lord for that. Also, Brother DeGarmo gave us a great uh, charge there uh, for New Year's Eve uh, for the service there. Focusing on Christ. That's what we're talking about here this morning. That's what the song was about. And that's what we'll be getting into here in just a minute. Keeping our focus in the right place. And that's so important for us to remember. Where is our focus? What are we going to focus on this year? Uh, having that right perspective through the coming years is so important. Uh, to know Jesus Christ personally. Uh, to trust him uh, with your lives, with your challenges, whatever the situation, as you walk with him daily. No doubt there's going to be many challenges that we're going to face this year in 2021. Some uncertainties there with the COVID, with the elections, all those things, you just name it. So many things we just don't know about right now. Uh, there's some uncertainties there, but uh, no matter what, these giants of fear, giants of failure, giants of uncertainty that are out there, we need to make sure we have the right focus. We need to make sure our focus is in the right place. No matter what our goals are, no matter what the resolutions are, having that right focus, that right relationship with Christ is what will make all the difference in overcoming those obstacles and, and, and uh, beating those challenges, if you will, uh, that we're going to face this year and beyond. Uh, in Sunday school, I just jotted down a note here. Uh, Brother DeGarmo said, uh, will you be ready to do the business of the Father? And then he, he also uh, challenged us with, we need to be obedient uh, to Christ and what he's calling us to do this year. So that kind of fits with what we're going to talk about here this morning also. And so I trust that uh, you'll see today as a new beginning, a fresh start. I know when I woke up this morning, I kind of opened the blinds there. There's a beautiful sunrise on the prairie, nice, nice sky, blue sky. It's just awesome. I just got a spring in my step today. We got a fresh perspective, right? A new start. It's a new year. If you didn't uh, read your Bible through yet, you got that uh, new uh, clean sheet there that you can get started with getting your Bible read through uh, this year and all those other things, the things maybe that you look back on 2020, say, I wish I would have done things a little better, a little differently. Uh, you have an opportunity now to make a change. You have an opportunity to make a difference uh, as we move forward in this new year. But this morning, I want to talk about a, a familiar account, uh, one that has to do with overcoming challenges and uh, conquering the impossible. So if you found your place there in 1 Samuel 17, 
We'll read uh, verses uh, 45 through 46. It says this, Then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. So we see here, uh, he's got weapons of the world, right? He's got worldly weapons that Goliath has that he's uh, going to come and think that he's going to take out uh, his opponent here. But look what it says in the next verse here, what David says in verse 46, This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. My title for the message this morning is, Is There Not a Cause? Is There Not a Cause? As we look on what's on the horizon this year, as we look at moving forward into 2021, is there not a cause for you to do what the Lord's calling you to do? There's so much out there that we need to be mindful of, especially being rooted and grounded in the Word of God. So is there not a cause for you to be motivated and focused on Christ this year? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you for opportunity that you've given us to be able to meet here, uh, to be able to gather together. And I pray, Lord, that uh, you would be honored and glorified through what's said and done here today. Uh, Lord, that hearts would be attentive uh, to your word and to your truth. And Lord, that we would glean some things here that would uh, help motivate us and help propel us through uh, 2021. All throughout, Lord, that you would get the glory. We love you, Lord, and we thank you and ask that you would bless now our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, chapters 15 through 17 here of 1 Samuel, they're chock full of many spiritual lessons that point uh, to, to uh, moving us forward, to helping us uh, uh, know God's will for our lives, those kinds of things, but also points to the well-known account of David and Goliath. And we're going to get into that here uh, soon. Uh, but I just want to kind of give a little background here, a little refresher on these chapters to kind of get us set up, if you will, to kind of put us in that perspective. So Israel had chosen Saul to be their king, and the Spirit of God was with Saul, uh, we see throughout uh, many, uh, many chapters there that he fought many, va- many battles. He was bold uh, and he was uh, motivated and they were uh, victorious and those kinds of things uh, to fight and win those battles because he knew that God was with him. But then Saul became disobedient toward God and he gave, uh, God gave him several opportunities to get his heart right. Uh, but each time that he had those opportunities, Saul would not turn his heart towards God, but he did what he wanted. And that kind of goes back to this morning with the Sunday school lesson. We need to be obedient, right, to what, what is God calling us to do? And we need to know what that is, and we need to be obedient to God's call. So because of Saul's disobedience and rebellion by doing his own thing there in chapter 15, Saul loses favor with God. Just a side note here, if you're called to do something, if you're called to serve in a certain ministry, if you're called maybe to a mission field, or maybe called to be a testimony or a witness somewhere, you need to be obedient. You need to be faithful to what God is calling you to do and not do your own thing. There might be some things that he wants you to learn. There might be a a unique way that he wants to use you through that situation or that opportunity there, but he can't use a heart that's disobedient or discontent, right? right? We need to be be obedient to God's call. As we saw with King Saul here, he was doing his own thing. He was disobedient. Some familiar verses here in chapter 15, uh, verse 22 and 23 says this, to obey is better than sacrifice, right? And to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. And that's when Saul 
lost his kingship there, and the Spirit of the Lord departed from him there. So because of his disobedience and having a heart not turned towards God, Saul's kingdom was taken away and the Spirit departed from him. Now we as Christians, uh, we know that it's not what we do outwardly that God is looking at, right? He's not looking at us today and look at how well-dressed we are or some of the things that we may say, some pleasantries as we welcomed each other today, right? Uh, he's, he's, I mean, we need to be mindful of that, yes, of course, um, but that's not what's important to God, right? What's important to God is, is what's in our heart, right? He looks on the inside, and he wants to know what's going on on the inside there uh, because when we have the right heart and we obey God uh, inwardly, that's where it all starts. That's what's important. Because our obedience demonstrates our love for him. So when we're, we're obedient to what God calls us to do, wherever he calls us to do it, that's demonstrating our love for him. And that can only come from our heart. So when God looks at us, he's not looking at a well-dressed uh, person and those flattering words. God's looking at our heart because he's interested in, in what's going on there, and he wants to use that. So as we start the new year out, let me ask you the question, where is your heart at this morning? Is your heart focused and obedient to what the Lord is calling you to do? Uh, what has he brought you through in 2020? What is he calling you to do in 2021? And if you know what that is, are you going to be obedient to his call? Are you going to have the right focus? Do you know Jesus Christ this morning as your personal Savior? If you have never done that, if you have never accepted Christ as your Savior, don't leave here today. Get that settled. Let this be a new beginning, a fresh start for you, because God wants to use you in ways that you have no idea. But you need to get that settled. You need to get that right. In chapters 15 through 17, we also see a contrast here uh, between Saul and David. David was, being, was a man after God's own heart, right? We know that. Uh, but Saul here, he, once the Spirit of the Lord departed from him, it was because of his disobedient heart. And we see the difference there. But I don't know about you, but I don't want to lose favor with God this year. Amen? That's right. I want to stay in favor with God. I want to stay in step with God. I want to do what God wants me to do, go where he wants me to go, and just please him, because that's really what it's all about. I want to strive to have that obedient heart uh, throughout 2021 and beyond. So once Saul lost his kingship there, the Lord sends Samuel to go choose another uh, king for Israel. So Samuel initially thought that the eldest son of Jesse there would be, cho be the chosen one. Uh, Eliab was uh, Jesse's eldest son. He looked strong, he looked kingly, and he uh, you know, outwardly looked like this has got to be the guy. So that's what Samuel thought, but God said, nope, not yet. Don't look on the outward. I'll, I'll tell you when, when the right person is. Um, the Lord told him not to look at the external there. If uh, you want to look in uh, chapter 16, verse 7, uh, it says this, For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart, right? So Samuel eventually finds out that Jesse has another son who wasn't kind of in the lineup there of all the others that were kind of being interviewed, if you will, and that son was David. David was out in the field tending sheep, uh, so they call for him. They call for him to come. In chapter 16, verses 12 and 13, says this, And he sent and brought him in, uh, talking about David. Uh, now uh, he was ruddy and with all of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. Uh, and the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Verse 13 says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him uh, in the midst of his brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So how is it possible for this seemingly nobody, uh, young, young boy there, shepherd boy, that he can go from following sheep all day uh, to knocking out a giant and then becoming uh, the king and being the leader of Israel? Well, the reason is, really, is because of the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord descended upon David, and David had faith. He had a faith that never failed. You know, 
though David was a failure, he had some failures a little bit later on there, um, but he, his faith never failed, and that's what made the difference there. Uh, David loved and trusted God with all of his heart, and he walked with him through many challenges in his life, and, and that's what made the difference, and that's such an awesome reminder for us today as well, isn't it? That we need to walk with God. We need to trust God. We need to be obedient to God, whatever he's calling us to do this year, and, and he'll bless us. He'll give us what we need. He'll build our faith. He'll grow our faith, and he'll encourage us as we move forward uh, with whatever challenges that we're facing. So as those challenges may come our way this year, the one thing that's going to make a difference in our lives, that one thing that's going to bring glory and honor to God is what's in our heart. Where is your heart at this morning? Is it serving God? Is it focused on God? Are you here maybe because uh, your parents drug you to church or it's just one of those things, oh, I got to come to church again. Woe is me, right? Or are you here because you want to be here? Right? You want to learn about God. You want to fellowship. You don't want to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That's the difference. We need to be motivated to want to do what God wants us to do. We need to have that close walk with God and have that faith that never fails. So as we continue on in chapter 17, we see Goliath taunting and challenging Saul and the army there uh, to fight him. And this taunting continues day and night, day and night. And that's when David comes back on the scene here. His father tells him to bring some food to his brothers and to see how things are going. Uh, and David is there delivering the food. Out comes Goliath again, and he starts to taunt him uh, and uh, saying the same things he's done for the last 40 days or so. So David hears this for the first time, and he looks around at these guys and these warriors. He's like, all right, let's go. That's the battle cry. He's, he's calling for us to fight him. Let's go. And they're just kind of sitting there. They're not really motivated. They're not doing anything. And he's like, why are you guys just sitting around here? He says to the men in verse, uh, chapter 17, verse 26, he says, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? He's like, you guys are the blessed ones here. You guys, you know, God is on our side. He's going to give us the victory. What are you doing just hanging around here, not doing anything? So I think he was shocked to see the weak leadership of these so-called you know, warriors, if you will. They weren't even willing to stand up for Israel's honor at that point. They were just cowards. And David said this in the last part of chapter 17, verse 29. Is there not a cause? And that's the title of my message this morning. Is there not a cause? And this is the verse that got me thinking about the message and how this is a good question for us to consider. It's a call. It's a challenge for us. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause to stand up and fight for the challenges that we're going to face this year? Is there not a cause for us to have that heart that longeth and seeketh after God? Is there not a cause for us to do all that we need to do to see souls saved this year, to reach others in our family, in our workplace? Is there not a cause? That's the battle cry. That's the challenge. That's the charge. I believe there is a cause. Amen. And I believe that this cause is to simply walk with God, to simply trust Him, and to simply give Him all the glory, to give Him all the honor, because that's all words do. Now, that was just kind of a highlight, an overview of those uh, walk through those couple chapters. Uh, but now uh, I want to look at four areas this morning uh, that uh, through this account here that I, I trust will be a help to, to you uh, as we focus on Christ this year and that you do all that you can to be obedient and to honor God and all that you do in 2021. So first, we see that David glorified God through how he responded to opportunities, how he responded to opportunities. You know, God's, God gives us opportunities. Uh, opportunities to grow our faith, opportunities to serve him, those kinds of things. So he gave David opportunities here as well. Uh, even though David's job was just working in the field, tending sheep, he embraced whatever that opportunity was that God put before him. He didn't turn from it. He embraced it. 
And that's what we need to do too. As opportunities come our way, as challenges come our way, let's embrace that. Say, okay, Lord, you brought this into my life. What do you, need, what do you want to do? How do you want to grow me? How do you want to use me through this opportunity? So even as a young shepherd, God was training him for greater things in his future. And David didn't run from those opportunities, and we shouldn't run from them either. In fact, after David rebukes the army there and determines that he's going to take Goliath out himself, he's brought before Saul. And during his meeting with Saul, David highlights one of those opportunities that the Lord gave him when he was working in the fields as a shepherd. Look with me in chapter 17, verse 34 and 35 of 1 Samuel. It says this, And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. You know, many times the Lord prepares us in private uh, to give us that public victory. And that's what was happening here. He was preparing David's heart. He was preparing his strength. He was preparing him mentally there in private. So when it came time for this opportunity to face the giant, he was ready. He didn't, shirk, he didn't shirk away or shy away from that opportunity, but he embraced it. And, and he was able to move forward and learn what God wanted him to learn. So we started uh, what started as a trivial errand here to deliver snacks to his brothers. Uh, that led uh, David uh, to uh, drawing on his experience there, right, that the Lord gave him. And uh, he confidently faced those challenges uh, and that challenging situation. Uh, not only God gave him the victory, but he was able to glorify and honor God uh, during that, uh, that opportunity there. So it was all because David didn't run when that opportunity came. He could have said, well, what's one more lamb among, among the flock, right? I got hundreds or however many he had. He could have just let it go, but he didn't. God had a special plan and a special purpose to use in that situation to prepare him for this time. So he embraced it. And God blessed him. So David goes on to tell Saul in uh, uh, verse 36 of chapter 17 there, Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he had defied the armies of the living God. So you see, uh, the Lord gave David confidence through opportunity, and he'll do that for us as well. He'll give us that confidence as we embrace those opportunities. And David was prepared when that challenge came. So how about you this morning? What opportunities has the Lord given you? Or what opportunities may he be preparing to give you? Are you going to shy away from those? Or are you going to embrace those opportunities uh, that he has prepared for you? Uh, maybe in, in private, he's going to give you some opportunities because maybe he wants to be glorified in public through what you say, what you do, how you handle the situation, whatever it is. Maybe the Lord's getting ready to use an opportunity for a larger purpose. Or maybe he's getting ready to give you that opportunity to trust him, to grow your faith. Whatever it is, you need to move forward and you need to obey. So David was a man of great faith, and he grew, God grew him spiritually. And it's great faith that makes a great man. It's not great strength, right? It's not great leadership, though those are important qualities, but it's great faith that makes a great man because it's all from what happens within our hearts. So not only did David glorify and honor God by embracing opportunities, but secondly, David honored God by overcoming obstacles. Overcoming obstacles. Whenever you choose to step out in faith, get ready. Because Satan's going to get you, or he's going to try to get you, or people are going to try to discourage you, right? Uh, so when we need to step out in faith regardless and be ready to overcome those obstacles. I had plenty of uh, people in my life telling me that I'd never make it, that oh, you're not doing the right things, you've got to do this or that, or you know, what are you wasting your time for? But they didn't know what was going on inside my heart. 
They didn't know it was God was doing on the inside, right? So, so we got to be careful not to focus on the external, but focus on the internal. Have that right walk with God. Know that you are where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do, and you'll have that confidence to overcome those obstacles, wherever, whatever that is. As David was trying to understand why nobody was motivated about taking out Goliath, his eldest brother, uh, Eliab, ridiculed him and tried to discourage him by telling him, oh, go back home. This isn't where you need to be. You know, your place is with the sheep, right? Uh, he, says, uh, he says here uh, in uh, verse 28 of chapter 17, And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spoke unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why comest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart. Uh, for thou art come down that thou mightest uh, see the battle. So we see that uh, not only was his brother uh, putting up obstacles, trying to discourage David here, uh, but we also see that Saul was trying to discourage David as well. If you want to look in verse 33 there of chapter 17, it says, And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou, out, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. But David was the only one really in the camp there who had the right focus, right? He had the right heart. He was walking with God, and he knew uh, that the Lord was with him, and he knew that the Lord would get him through uh, and give him the means to overcome whatever that obstacle was and that he'd be able to prevail Amen. against that giant, and that's what happened. Uh, verse 37 there, chapter 17, uh, David once again referred back to what the Lord taught him, one of those opportunities that he had there, and he reminds Saul by saying, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. So David not only had overcome those mental obstacles there of discouragement and people trying to you know, uh, dissuade him from what God's plan was, but he also had to overcome some physical obstacles as well. When Saul gave him uh, some gear for the battlefield, if you will, right? Uh, David was maybe 16 years old at the time, and he certainly wasn't able to fit into a, a man's armor or a warrior's armor there. But Saul gave it to him. He says, here, try this on. But it became more of a hindrance to him. It became more of a hindrance. Uh, so, but when the armor didn't fit, did David just give up? Did he just say, well, the armor doesn't fit. I'm going to go home now and tend my sheep. He didn't say that, did he? <clears throat> he didn't say that. Uh, he knew that he needed to do God's work, but he needed to do it God's way. And he stepped out by faith. Amen. The point is that David was not trying to be someone that he was not meant to be. He was not trying to use someone else's armor or someone else's weapons, right? He was focused on what God wanted him to be, what God was doing in his life, what the opportunities that God gave him, right? And God equipped him for this time. He wasn't looking at the externals. He knew what God did in his life. And he was ready to move out and move forward, trusting in God and having faith in God uh, to get him through that battle. So David takes off the armor, puts down the sword, and uses the tools that were familiar to him, the tools that the Lord gave him during those many years of tending sheep. You know, I picture uh, David maybe out in the field there tending sheep. He has a sling, slingshot. That's really all he had. And maybe he's uh, you know, hit, hitting some rabbits or some whatever's out there running. Maybe he's got to get some food or something. So he's kind of having all this target practice out there, right? Uh, just having a good time. But all the while, the Lord is, is, is helping him to, to um, get uh, experience, if you will, right? And, and using the tools that he already had, honing that experience for this particular time that he's going to call him to. And that was all in private. But now he's, he's in public here, ready to uh, fight this giant. 
But whatever the case, he simply trusted the Lord with what he had, and then he went to battle. So he goes to the, the nearest brook there, grabs five stones, and heads straight for the battlefield. Now, when you come to a passage like this, you may, want, you may ask yourself, why did he grab five stones? If he's so confident that God's going to going to uh, defeat this, this giant, why didn't he just take one stone, right? Now, sometimes I ask questions like that. What's the significance here? Well, you know, you can't let a nugget go un ungiven, right? So as you do the studying here, I got this nugget of information. I'm going to give it to you. So this is what I found out. Some say uh, that David was so confident in the Lord that, he, uh, that God would not only help him take out Goliath, but that Goliath also had four sons, yeah. Uh, who might have uh, uh, retaliated at that time. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's true. Uh, David wanted to be ready regardless. I talked to someone this morning. They said, well, you know, if David was a good hunter, a hunter doesn't go out with just one bullet, right? Uh, <laughs> you want to go out with a couple bullets, right? So, okay, I guess I can see both sides there. But Scripture says here in 2 Samuel 21, 22, mentions four giants and says these four were born to the giant in Gath. So, you know, however you want to take it, I just thought it was interesting but we're going to move on. So <laughs> the bottom line here is uh, as you face challenges in the coming year, look for ways to overcome those challenges and to glorify God with what God has already given you, yeah. with what he's already given to you. Don't try to be someone you're not this year. Don't try to use someone else's methods or, or, or equipment or whatever it is uh, to get where God needs you to be. He's Amen. given you everything you need. He's equipped you perfectly for what he needs you to do. Don't shy away from opportunities, but embrace them and, and let him hone your skills or hone whatever that is to help you overcome those obstacles that you're going to face uh, this year. In David's case, it was simple faith in God and a slingshot. That's all he had. That's all he needed. But throughout these chapters here, we see David glorifying God by taking advantage of the opportunities and uh, by staying focused on overcoming obstacles. And those are good patterns for us to follow as well. Now, thirdly, we see David bringing glory to God by being willing to oppose the opposition. Opposing the opposition. He was the only one who was actually motivated to engage the enemy, right? We need to be motivated to do what God's calling us to do, right? When we're walking with God, when we know God's plan and purpose, and we know what we need to do, we need to be motivated to oppose that opposition, whatever it is. Goliath kept taunting Saul and his army every day for 40 years. And each time Saul and all Israel heard those words, the Bible says that they were dismayed and greatly afraid. They were cowards. They weren't doing what they were called to do. They weren't opposing the opposition there. So now David arrives after he uh, delivers the food there. Uh, he hears this taunting for the first time, and he's more than ready to engage the enemy. But nobody's moving. Nobody's moving. So what's the problem? What's happening here? Saul and his army had no issues in the past engaging the Philistines, fighting them, winning battles. But what was the difference here? Why is this battle so different? The difference now is that the Spirit of the Lord has already departed from Saul because of his disobedient heart. Saul was once bold, once motivated, once brave when uh, the Lord was with him. But when the Lord departed from him, his courage was gone. And that was the difference. And folks, that's a good reminder to us. We need to walk with God. We need to have God's hand in our life in every area that we do. Because when we depart from God or, and, and God's not with us, we're not going to have those victories. We're not going to experience those victories when those challenges come in our life. So I don't know about you, but I want the Lord to be alive. I want the courage and the strength to be able to oppose the opposition. Whatever comes our way, whatever comes my way this year, I want God to be there. And the only way to do that is by walking with Him, 
We need to spend time with him. We need to come to church and those kinds of things, right? Uh, that's what we need to do. Uh, Goliath himself even tries to discourage David from fighting. Uh, when David uh, gets to the battlefield there and Goliath sees him, verse 43 says this, And the Philistines said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And, uh, and the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Uh, so even Goliath is trying to discourage him. He's like, you're no competition. Get out of here. So Goliath is mocking David because outwardly it seems impossible for this little guy uh, to have the ability to take out this man of war. But remember, God's looking at our hearts. Amen. He's looking at our hearts. There might be obstacles and challenges that you think, there's no way I'm going to be able to get through that. But you need to have the confidence and faith in God. That yes. If that's where he wants you, he'll get you there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big the giant, no matter how big the obstacle. God looks at the heart. And David's uh, faith in the Lord was bigger than the giant. And he was able to oppose the opposition. So it's all about what's inside that matters, not on the outside. So the last point here, and then we'll be done. Everybody's like, praise the Lord. Woo-hoo. <laughs> so throughout uh, all of this dust up, if you will, with uh, Saul and Goliath and the armies there, David is mindful of one thing. He's mindful to keep his objective. He's a mind, mindful to keep focus on his objective. And his objective has always been to glorify and honor God. Yes. So as we focus on what lies ahead in 2021, as we press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, we too need to be mindful of our purpose, to be mindful of our objective. No matter where the battlefield is for us, no matter what the enemy is, whether in a ministry or in our home, in the workplace or in the community, our objective should always be the same, to bring glory and honor to God in all that we do. This challenge for David with Goliath is no different from when he was tending sheep or fighting lions and bears. The Lord prepared David and enabled him to accomplish his objective with a, with a pure heart, with the love of God in his heart, using the simple things that God gave him, faith and a sling. Those are the tools that he gave him. What are the tools that, that God has given you? What are the simple things that he's doing in your life? So again here in chapter 17, verses 45 and 46, says this, Then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Again, we see worldly weapons here, but those worldly weapons were not, uh, not what was going to win the battle there. Verse 46, This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, as David says, and I will smite thee and take thine head uh, from thee, and I will give the carcass of thy host to the Philistines uh, this day uh, unto the fowls of the air and into the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And that's the end result. He's honoring God throughout all of this. The end result, the objective was to honor God. And he honored God by faith. He honored God with the tools that he gave him. Everything that he had, uh, he honored God. Uh, Despite the oppositions, despite the obstacles there, David capitalized on every opportunity that the Lord gave him in his life. And in the end, he was able to accomplish that objective. David did not seek his own honor, but he simply sought to honor God. And that's what we need to do. We need to not not be puffed up about ourselves, about the outward appearance, right? We need to seek to honor God in everything that we do as we move forward in life. That should be our heartbeat, uh, our motivation uh, for what we're doing. Uh, It was uh, not the world's weapons that enabled David to defeat Goliath. It was David's faith. And that's a great example for us. 
I'll leave you with this last verse before we uh, take time uh, to have time of invitation here in just a minute. This last verse kind of sums it up. 1 John 5, 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. That's what we need. We need to have that faith. We need to walk by faith, walk with God in 2021, no matter what the obstacles are. If If God's given you some opportunities, don't shy away from them. Embrace those opportunities. Let him grow you. Let him grow your faith and prepare you for that time. Uh, that he wants to maybe uh, publicly uh, use you to glorify and honor him. And that's what it's all about, walking by faith and trusting the Lord. So if you're able this morning, if you can stand with me with your heads bowed and eyes closed, we'll prepare now for a time of invitation. As we're preparing for time of invitation, ask yourself this question. is the title of my message this morning. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause for you to stand up and fight the challenges that may come your way this year? Is there not a cause for you to have that heart that longeth after God? Is there not a cause for you to do all that you can this year to see souls saved, to increase your faith? Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You've never had that peace, that victory in your life. If you've never asked Christ to forgive you of your sins, I want to invite you to step out. Step forward this morning. We'll have someone here to show you what the Bible says and about how your sins can be forgiven.